And welcome back, Lead Heads, to episode 142 of Talking Lead. I'm your host, Left Hand, and this will be our first show, our first full show, uh, since all of our SHOT Show coverage. We did six parts, so I hope you guys have been enjoying those. Some of those episodes have been a lot longer than normal, like double two hours, so I hope uh, didn't put anybody to sleep. Uh, another thing I wanted to address real quick is I think there's been some people having some audio problems with their cell phones, and I think I, under, I know what it is. Uh, I've tried it out on a couple of different cell phones, and if you try to fast forward, uh, I don't know if it's a matter of download speed or whatever it is, uh, but that seems to uh, garble the audio. So one thing you can do is use headphones. Uh, I've done that, and that's helped the, the quality, you know, earbuds or something along that line, uh, or don't fast forward. So it's nothing with the, the recordings, because when I edit and I do everything, everything sounds crystal clear, uh, and I know when I listen on the computer, it sounds really good. So I think it just might be an incompatibility maybe with some of the uh, cell phone speakers or something like that. So just wanted to get that out of the way real quick. Last uh, show was episode 141. It was our last SHOT Show coverage, and we had the Sheepdog Impact Assistance Organization on, Sergeant Major Lance Nutt and Jessica Mesco. Very good interview with those guys. They have been doing a ton since last year. Disaster recovery missions that they've been doing, the adventures that they've been setting up with the Sheepdogs in Need. Just a great organization, and I hope you guys take part. Uh, whether it's donating your time, your money, or recommending a sheepdog in need that they can assist. So get in touch with those guys at sheepdogia.org. And then we also had our good buddy uh, Joe Haney from 13C Gun Reviews on. Uh, great guy. And I uh, hope to get him on in the future, too. He's got some cool projects that he's going to be working on in the near future, and uh, we'll talk about that with him. This week, we have got... Uh, and he is new to the podcast, but we we did a really cool video at SHOT Show with High Threat Concealment, and Ian was our host during that video, and we've got Ian on the show. Welcome in, Ian. Hey, how's it going, Marty? I really appreciate uh, being on the show here. I've been a listener of you guys for a while, and you know it's an honor for, uh, for me to be on the show here, so thanks again. Heck yeah, man. I appreciate you being on. I know uh, there was going to be another gentleman that was going to join us, but uh, through some scheduling issues, he wasn't able to, to join us. It was Adam, is that who it was? Yes, it was a- Adam Garrison. He's the uh, he's the ops guy over at uh, High Threat Concealment. Okay. Well, we're sorry he didn't didn't make it. He's going to miss out on a good time. So <laughs> Always. <laughs> Maybe he can get on next time. His loss. Anyway, so this week, uh, and you guys, I don't know if I mentioned it on the last show or not, but uh, today is the day after my birthday. So I've had a busy week this week. Oh, boy. Yeah. So, I'm an so old, would you? I'm an old fart, dude. <laughs> what would you do? Hit, hit, the, hit the big three zero or what? Yeah, the big three zero. I wish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> add, add another 15 years onto that. Oh, boy. Did you do anything good? Uh, yeah, man, I've had uh, a lot of good, uh, dinners, good lunches that people have been, uh, taking me to. And, uh, my girlfriend, Pepper, probably the best present that I've gotten from anybody in a long time. Um, you got a garage door, you know, those, uh, automatic garage doors. Yep. My my spring broke on mine about 18 months ago. (laughs) Yep. Really common. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, I just kept putting it off and it was like back right towards the end of the summer. Mm-hmm. And when the weather started changing and started getting bad, and I was like, eh, you know, I'll do it when it warms up. Blah, blah, blah. And it just never happened. Yeah, <laughs> I kept putting it off, kept putting it off. And uh, 
she surprised me. She had a garage repair lady actually came and uh, oh fixed my garage door. So I'm back in business with my garage. Nice. That's <laughs> awesome. It is, man. You don't really understand how important a garage is until you can't use it anymore, I guess. Yeah. It's, it's just one of those things you uh, kind of take for granted until it's, uh, until it's, uh, kind of broken there. It is. And that's where I take my garbage. You know, I store my garbage yep. till it's time for me. Cause I tell you, I don't have garbage pickup. I have to take it. I live out in the county. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had like embarrassing amount of, <laughs> of garbage. It's kind of all stored because, up, kind of like a hoarder. Yeah, because I didn't want to go around the house and take it to the truck and, yeah. you know, just laziness on my part. And, uh, so that, that was a relief. So I've got a, a clean garage now that I can pull my vehicles back into. And, um, I'm going to actually, that's where I'm going to set up my gunsmithing table is out there. I've been using a room in the house, but I've got a lot more uh, ventilation and stuff out in the garage. So when I do yeah, the hydro, better. yeah, when I do the hydro dipping and coating and stuff awesome. like that. It it works out better. So, thank you, Honey Bunny, for uh, getting my garage door fixed. Uh, that was all the brownie points. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I had a couple offers uh, to go out to the range, so I'll probably be doing that this weekend. There's a new range just a few miles down the road been talking with those guys it's a real cool concept that they've got set up they've converted one of those old movie theaters oh nice uh, into a multi-function shooting range uh, so it's like okay. a, a gun store uh, in the front so they've got all the guns and the ammo and they do archery there as well and then in the back they've got the different uh, shooting bays that they set up. They've got pistol bays, rifle bays. They've actually got an archery bay. And it's not just a bay. It's a huge room that they've set up uh, to where they, they can actually do like Olympic, I don't know what it is, but archery type stuff. Okay. Uh, and then they've got, they actually, they've got rooms set up where they can bring a vehicle in and they could do actual vehicle firearms training. Nice. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty cool. I'm looking forward to, We'll probably go out there and do the show one time when they do their grand opening. That would definitely be something to see. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What about you, man? You done anything fun this week? Uh, actually, uh, let's see. Sunday, I uh, was at my local range. It's uh, thankfully only 10 minutes up the road for me here. I, I live out in the sticks up here in New Hampshire, but there's actually a uh, local county range that um, is uh, very open-minded, thankfully. And they, uh, cool. uh, I, I actually teach there. Um, Whenever I can, actually, my first uh, my first defensive pistol class. I'm actually teaching a couple weeks from now, uh, middle of March. I'll be teaching that. That would be my first one of the year, nice. and I try to do uh, one a month up until pretty much it gets too cold and I don't want to train anymore. And uh, I take it um, some outside range. Yes, uh, we're actually in the process of uh, making indoor portion, but for right now, yeah, it's Ooh. just strict outdoor but um although like i said uh, the, the issue with most ranges is uh people are let's say the people but the the board members are some are closed-minded and aren't open to uh kind of you know the idea of self-defense and uh, you know uh, utilizing a firearm for the context of self-defense but thankfully they are up there and they're just uh really good to go people and we actually had a gentleman by the name of bill lewitt of a uh, tactical development group yeah. who uh, came there and taught a modified trauma management for shooters. Uh, Bill was a, uh, or should I say Bill is, a uh, certified paramedic and has been for over 20 years, more specifically in the Boston area, that he actually just uh, 
recently moved up and out of Massachusetts, as I like to call it, <laughs> and uh, moved up to Freedom Land there yeah, in New like Hampshire. California. Yeah, exactly, California. And uh, he's been living in New Hampshire now, but he came over and did a uh, kind of one-day condensed version of that just for all the, the RSO and the instructors there just to know how to, you know, control bleeding uh, until, you know, the uh, the official people arrive, so to speak. So That's my that's next always, class that I want to take yep. is um, just like that, a trauma class. Yep. Yeah. So you're up in, in New Hampshire, right? Yep. We're, uh, I'm up here in the sticks. I'm actually a, a former um, Mass-Ganistan transplant. I lived in Mass, mass all my life. Uh, born and raised, and a couple of years ago, I decided to make the move up here to New Hampshire. I've always loved up, I've always loved it up here. Uh, it my, my parents used to bring us for summer vacation, and always wanted to make the move. So finally, took the plunge a couple of years ago and moved up here. And and when I mean the sticks, I mean literally the sticks. The town I live in is about you know 830 people, no work and traffic lights, one post office, uh, one one country store, so to speak, no police station, that type of thing. You're not in Tennessee. And, uh, yeah, a little colder, I think, a little colder. Yeah, uh, no doubt. We're about 25 minutes from the Vermont border, but the uh, but but the range that I uh, am lucky enough to have next door to me, literally, is uh, Cheshire County uh, Fishing Game, and uh, they, they pretty much um, intake a lot of people from the local area, and you know they have a great setup there. They have long distance uh, ski trap and a lot of different bays for uh, different styles of shooting as well. So is that a privately owned range? Uh, yep. Um, it does require uh, membership to go and shoot there. Okay. Um, but, but uh, like I said, I, I definitely believe in as well as uh, support local ranges uh, such as this so that, you know, families and other like-minded, like-minded individuals can, you know, come out and shoot together and enjoy each other's company. So absolutely. All right, guys, so I think I hear Gunny bringing in the jack wagon train, so let's see who we're going to throw on to take a ride. Who rides Semper Fi, do or die, hold them high at 8th and I. It is time for the talking lead jack wagon of the week, so brace yourself, baby. So, all right, the jack wagon train has come into station, and uh, I'm going to let my guests go first this week. Ian, who have you got for the jack wagon train? All right. Well, I mean, it's really not a, it's, I was really trying to think about, about this hard, you know, this morning, uh, while I was on the way to work and I happened to, you know, come across my, uh, my Facebook feed and lo and behold, I, uh, it wasn't really a person, but it was this, funny uh, this you should mention, funny you should mention Facebook, but go ahead. <laughs> um, I found this video of this phone app called, on camera and the idea behind this is that if you are a person and you're you know say stereotypically you're in a parking garage you know late at night and you feel threatened someone's following you you magically pull out your phone you turn this app on and it's a <laughs> uh it's a facetime of local law enforcement to this aggressor that has <laughs> uh, that has cautiously made the decision to bring harm to you and or your loved ones. So apparently this FaceTime as is gonna Or maybe they a, haven't decided to <laughs> cause you maybe yes. they're just in a hurry and they're trying to get around your slow ass. <laughs> exactly. So now you've not only you know possibly made a bad decision by calling law enforcement 
but you've also escalated a, a potential situation that didn't need to be escalated to begin with. And as, as me and you know, you know, like-minded individuals, you know that a phone, a phone app isn't going to do anything with a criminal. You know, when I first saw that video, uh, when she turned around so quickly at yeah. this guy, yeah. it, 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 I thought she was pulling a firearm on it. Yeah, that's what I thought too. You know, and dude was startled too because I think that you know, he was <laughs> like, "Oh wait, she's got a gun." But, yeah, but then he sees it's just the phone with some <laughs> Max Headroom douchebag on, <laughs> on the other end of it, and I mean, how close yeah. do you got to be to actually hear and see that anyway? You, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. From a, from a and, and it's not like phone. he's gonna care anyway. <laughs> it's not like he's gonna care anyway, and you're in this big open. Uh, you know, garage and everything's going to echo. It's going to be distorted. He's not going to understand what the f*** they're saying anyway. Exactly. You know, it's like, oh, it's just a phone. Smack it out of the damn hand. <laughs> it's It's got to be the worst idea to prevent an assault than anything I've ever seen in my life. I don't know. Absolutely. One, I 100% agree. Uh, like, I think more people are going to get harmed by it than the good that it's potentially supposed to do. And that's honestly why uh, I had to post about it like uh, usually if i see you know jack wagon-esque type things come through my newsfeed i just kind of you know scrolling by whatever but when i see stuff that could potentially get somebody harmed or <laughs> yeah do more get somebody harm really good. messed up yeah, yeah. exactly do more harm than good then uh, I'm, I'm gonna post about it and, and that's exactly what i thought about it you know I, I wanted to to share it and get the true information out there so people don't take this as as quote-unquote truth so some, and think that's gonna work so some details on what it does is it's an app that you're supposed to download and yeah. right now it's i think they're doing like a beta and you can beta test it if you want to i almost yeah. signed up to, to do the beta test <laughs> because i was gonna i was gonna like take pictures of my crotch and you know stuff like that <laughs> You know, get the cops on there for nice. that. But, nice. you know, it's going to cost in in the beginning. But it looks like it's something that they're looking for taxpayers to pay for yeah. uh, in, in the long run to, you know, mm-hmm. to get it going. But uh, what it does is, so it's it's an app on your phone, and you're supposed to turn your phone at the assailant, and it's supposed to be, <laughs> it's supposed to be doing a face recognition on the assailant, uh, while yeah. at the same time a, an on-duty officer <laughs> yeah. of the law is on there Saying cease and desist. What you're doing <laughs> yeah. is illegal. Um, yeah. You know you are. You know we've got you recorded here. Blah 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 blah. You know he's sitting there trying to talk the dude down. You know while instead of running and getting away, this person is standing there confronting this lunatic. Yeah. You know and probably irritating them even more. <laughs> Absolutely, one hundred percent. Like when I first saw it, I really thought it was satire. I thought it was something from the, the Onion or something, but it was it, <laughs> it was, was it's real. it's a real thing. Yeah. When you sent that to me and I was watching it, I was like, that is such a bad idea. It's a horrible idea. That's like but, worse than the double tap. Gun. You ever see that double tap yes. gun? The, or, oh, yes. or the the curve? What gun is that? The curve. Uh, it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. I mean, that's that, that's kind of the the, the mindset of the. Uh, of the current society that that we that we live in, so to speak, you know, kind of expecting um, other people to do things for us instead of taking responsibility for our actions. So, so that that's another perfect kind of example, unfortunately, of a bad idea. So, um, some Asian dude, I don't know his name, I mean, developed this. Uh, I went and did a little more research when you sent it to me. Yeah. I actually went to their webpage and it was from California. Yeah, some some dude in California. Fig, go figure. Yeah, know? exactly right. Uh, so bad idea. Don't do it. 
on camera, welcome to the Jack Wagon Train. All right, so mine, when you were talking about Facebook, I was uh, reading an article today on uh, Mark Zuckerberg or whatever his damn name is. And he has been berating some of his employees. Apparently, they've got this board at the office that people can go and write anything they want to on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's it's to promote freedom of speech, our First Amendment, and mm-hmm. they they give their employees the the privilege to go and write anything they want to on this board. And there's a picture of it, and I can't see what on it, but there's just all kinds of stuff that people have written on this board. And um, somebody wrote on there, "Black Lives Matter." Or something, no, something along those lines. Which that's fine. It's freedom of speech. Like, no, no problem. Yeah. People want to show their support for that. They can show their support for that. But apparently, somebody there went and struck through Black Lives Matter. Oh boy! You know, so, so exercising their freedom of speech, their freedom of speech is a big line. You know, is that's stupid. They wrote all instead over the black. They they marked mm-hmm. out black and put all. All lives yeah. matter. Yeah. So Zuckerberg has come out chastising the people, his employees that have done this, saying that they are, uh, you know, squelching our First Amendment, these people's First Amendment rights to, uh, you know, express express themselves and their view of Black Lives Matter. And he was going into how, you know, people don't understand Black Lives Matter and blah, 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 bullshit. While at the same time, this hypocrite is squelching our Second Amendment rights, our First Amendment rights uh, on Facebook for those who want to push and promote our Second Amendment rights with firearms. Absolutely. So if you're a firearms-related post on Facebook and you try to put something out there that's firearms-related, we get choked down. Mm-hmm. You know, we get choked down to the max. You know, sometimes they just shut them down completely. I know, mm-hmm. you know, Hickok 45 was having uh, with YouTube, you know, there for a long time. I had some issues with them shutting him down and cutting him off. But, you know, the nerve of Zuckerberg to sit here and uh, yell and berate at at uh, his employees when they're just doing what their leader is doing, you know. So, Mark Zuckerberg, welcome to the jack wagon train, you hypocrite. <laughs> I completely agree, and, I, and I'm, I'm surprised I didn't, uh, I didn't, didn't see that either. I mean, that seems like a pretty pertinent thing that would have, would have popped up. But I guess I'm not in the, uh, the same circles as you. <laughs> I, I just went on Google and, and found it. There you go. I didn't have to look too damn hard. It was kind of like oh, one, okay. of the, one of the top stories. Obviously, anything race related, you know, is going to make oh, yeah. uh, headlines. Yeah. Well, I thought thought it was ridiculous. Nordic Components is an American-owned manufacturing company proud to produce quality products right here in the USA. As a company, we continually invest in our manufacturing capabilities to ensure that all of our products are the highest quality and most efficiently produced parts available. The Nordic Components business consists of two segments, manufacturing and sales. Our manufacturing business works to provide custom machine components for a variety of applications with our specialty being firearm components. The sales business produces lines of branded firearm accessories to enhance and elevate the shooting experience. We are a company owned and operated by individuals devoted to shooting sports, and many of us shoot competitively. We attend and sponsor a number of events around the country each year where we listen to you, the consumer, and are proud to say that all of our firearm components are a direct result of your input. As a firearms accessory provider, our aim is simple. Provide shooting enthusiasts with innovative products of uncompromising performance and reliability. Nordic Components. Check us out at nordiccomp.com. All right. Let's get into high threat concealment. 
we didn't really get an in-depth from the video of, of high-threat concealment. So tell us, those who haven't seen the video yet, Ian, about high-threat concealment, who you guys are, what you do. Sure. Um, high-threat concealment basically was born out of a need or a necessity, so to speak, of low-visibility uh, gear in high-threat environments. So basically, um, it's being like able to... Chicago. <laughs> kind of like Chirac, yep. Chirac, um, Chirac, as they call it, yep. Um, it, it, it's basically being able to, you know, have gear on your body and be able to access it, you know, as consistently and efficiently as, as possible. But but being able to dress, you know, um, as when is your dog say, uh, something? I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, she she has a Kong in her mouth. Okay, she's. Very loud. It, it's cutting into, okay, your, it, into your. Okay, hold on. All right, there we go. Same here. Yeah. Okay, just, okay. just tell, tell her I apologize. It'll it'll only be a few few minutes. She'll I know, back. I know it. it it's okay. Um, so, so it was. Uh, yeah, Nash chased her tail. No, um, uh, it's basically born, you know, out of a need to be able to wear, you know, uh, gear as um, covertly and concealed as possible, but being able to wear, uh, you know, normal dress clothes, so to speak, uh, such as, you know, the, the owner, President James, you know, was on a security detail in conjunction with the State Department overseas, and they weren't allowed, so, you know, to wear overt type clothing, you know, that, right. that's they I, I would have worn when, when, when I was overseas in, in the Marine Corps, you know, they're not over there, you know, with, you know, Rhodesian chest rigs and, you know, ballistic helmets on. They're in regular dress clothes. So, um, the being media, covert, exactly being, being covert and the want was there, but they just didn't have the, the gear available. Mm-hmm. So James took, took it upon himself to start making gear that could be worn underneath said clothes and, you know, not, stand out as much as, you know, a white Caucasian male can, you know, in, in Arabic country. So, so as he was learning this, you know, he, he was having mm-hmm. to wear these civilian clothes and, you know, dress, yep. dress down. Mm-hmm. What was the, what was the deciding factor, you know, that made him say, look, I, I've got to do something with this because I just, I don't have what I need. What was the first thing that, that, well, that well, he developed uh, from that? Well, actually, the, the the first the first piece of gear that that James actually made was actually for a radio holder. Um, ironically enough, uh, it was mostly because you know the, the the holders that they had for the radios in their belt was all you know soft skin, so to speak. So they'd be sitting in their vehicles for long periods of time and hot mic in the radio. So the first piece of kit that he made was uh, for a radio that was molded specifically for the radio, so you'd be able to sit in your vehicle and not press press the button on the radio and, and be hot miking over the comms. So, so that was the first piece of uh, kit that he started to make over there. And then from there, it just kind of went on to, okay, um, what else can I kind of build onto this and make a modular system out of it? You guys, when we did the video, uh, and, and I don't know if he started off this way or not, but you don't use Kydex. You use um, a different kind of product. Yes, it's a, it's a different thermoplastic than Kydex. Uh Kydex is what you'd find in most holsters nowadays that, that people are, are making out of their house or um, most holster making companies are using Kydex uh, just because, you know, it is inexpensive. It's easy to mold. You know, you can 
uh, pretty much do whatever you want with it. Uh, the only issue with it is what they were seeing over there is that they were leaving their 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 kit in their vehicles for long periods of time in you know the hot desert sun. And what would happen is that the Kydex would actually uh, kind of say deteriorate, but more lose form, more or less lose form, or it would actually mold to the actual pistol, and then you wouldn't be able to get you know, the, you know, the pistol out of the holster. It'd actually be kind of cemented into the holster. So. We started using what's called Bolteron, which is a has a higher melting point thermoplastic than Kydex, and uh, it's also more resilient to cracking as well as heat changes. Uh, it's pretty much the same material that you're going to find in your Safari Land duty holsters, like the the uh, ALS holsters. Um, that's that's pretty much what they use as well as what's called Bolteron. Okay, Bolteron. Yep. So obviously, he started all. He learned his lesson uh, with with the Kydex. Now. Mm-hmm. He's got former military background, right? Yep. James uh, served in the Army as an MP and then went to work for um, security contracting under the uh, WIPS program with Blackwater. And, uh, you know, that's where he kind of learned the trade, so to speak, um, left that realm and kind of went uh, full bore, so to speak, with high threat concealment. And that's what, uh, that's what kind of um, it is today. Yeah. And you guys make a whole line of uh, different product, not just holsters uh, you know for guns and radios and magazines but you make uh, the whole rig the whole belt system yes yes uh, it's it's called the the LPS or the low profile system we uh, do a lot of work with those for the for the state department seeing that, that that's what they use for all their low profile uh, uh, details um, so with that set up you're basically gonna have two two pistol magazine holders two Rifle magazine holders, preferably for an AR. And the smaller back, you're going to have a blow kit for all your med stuff. Um, that can be accessed with, with either hand, which is the cool part about it. Um, it has kind of a T handle type shape that once you pull it, it comes directly off the belt. And then next to that, you're usually going to have some type of, uh, accessory panel, which can be pretty much whatever the customer wants. Some people just put like it as an admin pouch. Uh, some people actually have an ID pouch, a handcuff pouch, whatever they want. Skull and pouch. Skull pouch, you got it. (laughs) Copenhagen, yep. And then uh, finishing off with that is you're actually going to have the holster for your pistol, and that's all going to be able to uh, be able to fit on this on this entire um, belt rig. That sounds like a a lot of stuff to be low profile. It it does sound like that, but it it actually, uh, you know, I'm not that big of a guy. You know, I'm you know probably five ten, you know, a buck ninety, and I can fit that underneath, you know, a regular flannel shirt and not have it, you know, sticking out, uh, letting the world know what i'm carrying i mean you proved that at on the video where the whole <laughs> absolutely video, yeah. and you were yeah. concealing a, a troy uh one PDW, of your, yeah. yeah pdw rifles yep uh, the whole time so uh, but and you gotta, you're gonna have name. to get your shirts a little bigger than normal true yeah i i i, I mean i do kind of like them a little slim you know to just let people know you know that i uh that, that i do like the fitness i guess so <laughs> No now, doubt. now you guys just you just released a new product, and we saw a little bit of it at Chot Show. But you're you guys are working with um, another company in conjunction to do this this new product. Tell us about your new product. Yeah, it's uh, it, our kind of low profile uh, battle belt. We actually worked in conjunction with 
High Speed Gear Inc. Uh, a lot of people within the firearms community, well as well the, the tactical community, probably knows that name. They're they're really known for their traditional padded uh, battle belts that a lot of military guys use, as well as they make a lot of good quality nylon, you know, magazine holsters, especially their patented taco pouches. It, it's actually what um, I personally used uh, when I was in the service. They're uh, kind of Rhodesian style chest rig is what I actually use. They make good quality stuff. And we actually collaborate with them to put a spin on our uh, low profile belt and kind of make it into a uh, kind of the context would be a quick QRF or a quick reaction force type scenario where you don't really have the belt already on, but in a, in a, you know, quick and hurry you can just kind of slap it on and, and it's still pretty low profile obviously not as low profile as our um, traditional low profile system belt uh, but it can still be worn underneath a jacket fairly easy and be concealed um, and the cool thing about it is that the uh, rubber liner on the inside of it uh, which kind of has a tacky type material mm. which is what kind of helps it makes makes it stay on your hips seeing it's not what you kind know, of you know, know what kind of material that is because when i was touching it i mean it, it, it reminded me of something and i couldn't quite place it I'm honestly not too sure. It's it, it's kind of uh, um, high speed gears, kind of patented um, proprietary kind of deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it. Um, so the, the 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 cool idea behind that is you can actually take that rubber sleeve off and actually attach our traditional belt liner that we use. That that would be good as well. It's so using it's like of, a hook loop, a velcro yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, got it. Exactly. Cool. Yeah, that was cool. I really liked that. It looked very comfortable too. Yeah, it it, it absolutely is. And and uh, honestly, like a lot of our gear is kind of tailored toward you know the the guy in the in the community who actually need it for work overseas and whatnot. But but with this, it can actually be used you know as a range type belt as well as you know a actual work belt too as well. So so it's kind of a two in one type product there. Yeah. So the PDW holster are you got you guys got that in the works i know uh, it was just kind of a prototype that we saw there at shot show but yeah i mean if you guys could make that work that that could work for any pdw because you're just using the ar mag right as the well um that's how we were running it at shop but it was actually molded to um to that type of magazine as well as uh trigger guard as well so it it I, I wouldn't say it would be able to be used for every single type of AR just because of the yeah. the mold if that you could figure you know, out a way using. to make that a universal, you know, then I hear you. That would add some, <laughs> some big value. You know, yeah. Then we could just run. Yeah. I'm showing him. I'm showing him my um, AR pistol that I built. <laughs> Quote unquote. Quote unquote. That I uh, uh, hydro dipped with the uh, Alpha Tango uh, camo. It does look pretty high speed. Absolutely. It's a nice optic there. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's pretty it's legit. Like, it's like ATAX, but it's it's not the official licensed ATAX. Yeah. It, it's like Baytax. It's like Baytax. Yeah, exactly. It's Alpha, <laughs> it's alpha Tango. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. We're still trying to figure out the whole uh, locking mechanism. Um, for that uh, shoulder catch, because because as you saw at shot, we were just using you know a simple piece of Velcro. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, by the time that that you got to me <laughs> uh, to uh, to do that video uh, clip there, it, it was barely holding together. But we just wanted to put something together just for shot to. Yeah. Uh, to but the concept. To, to I mean, we got the concept. All the people out there, obviously, and you know, it was a really cool yeah. concept. Now another thing that I'd like to see. Hold on. Do you want me just to make a wish list for you or what? Yes. He's knocking everything down take, over there. Take notes. Um, the okay. Kel, the Keltec Sub 2000 is a very popular yeah. 
um, yep. platform and the way that you were carrying. I, mean, I actually have one too. Yeah. So, you know, the way people carry those, this is an mm-hmm. excellent you know, covert weapon, firearm. Yeah. You know, carries the, the nine or the 40. Um, it's true. And the nine millimeter, I mean, you get the right round, it can be very devastating. And you can put, oh, yeah. you can put suppressors on these bad boys too. Really? Oh, yeah. I did not know that. Yes, you can. Um, the, especially with the Gen 2s because they, they come with the threaded barrel so you don't have to thread them yourself. My old really? ones, my old ones, I threaded the barrels, but these come, yep. these come threaded now. Nice. But you make Well, a, I mean, it's already like a unicorn gun, you know, to get those to begin with. Well, um, they're becoming more and more prevalent. Oh, really? I think oh. what it is, is it's a conspiracy by the, uh, distributors is they, yeah. they hoard them yep. to make it seem like you know, they're in short supply, but they're really not. Yeah. If you ask Caltech. <laughs> Fair enough. But no, a retention system for one of these would be, I think you would really, uh, Yeah. it would be a really good profit maker for you guys. James, if you're listening, there you go. There's yeah. another market James, for you. I'm full of good ideas. Just ask me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely the same concealable context. Absolutely. And that's the whole thing with, with Caltech and Caltech. You know, I'm friends with Chad Enos over at Caltech, uh, but Caltech mm-hmm. does not sponsor my show or anything like that. But I've always, I've always been a Caltech fanboy. Yeah, you know, I've always liked liked their rifles. I, you know, I'll be honest, I don't like their pistols. I never have too yeah. much for the pistols. They, yeah, they're they're lacking. You know, they're very lacking. Mm-hmm. But the rifle yeah. systems, uh, especially the sub two thousand, that Caltech KSG, um, mm-hmm. that would be another thing for that could be very covert, concealable. That if you yeah. guys, you know, come up for a retention system for that, that would be awesome. You know, they run the bullpup systems on their other rifles too, but they're probably still a little too heavy, too big for something like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just throwing my two cents out there, man. You don't seem to. Right, well, well, I'm taking it. <laughs> you take taking notes. Yeah. <laughs> I see you. You're rubbing your dog's ears. I know what you're doing. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Definitely rubbing your ears. All right. So that's a good time for us to go ahead and jump into this week's facts to fight the myths. SBI is proud to present the Talking Lead Facts And Ian just so happens to have a good myth that he's going to bust. All right. So uh, I, I guess the kind of myth is, which uh, it's probably been mentioned on your show before or, you know, uh, no, listeners. No, this is a new one. It hasn't been mentioned. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, um, kind of the idea of, you know, that, uh, utilizing your handgun in the context of, uh, self defense is, is going to be at a favorable distance. Uh, you know, people, most people, or I'm not going to say most people, some people, because, you know, the uneducated, there are out there. the uneducated, thank you. The uneducated, you know, uh, go to the range and, you know, plink away at, you know, that healthy, um, 25 yards. <laughs> And, uh, paper, you know, they, they, non-moving paper target, non-moving paper target, you know, slow fire, taking those nice breaths of their cigar, you know, in, in between shooting. And, you know, they, they have this idea in their head that that's how, you know, self-defense shooting, if they are involved in, is going to happen when realistically it's not. And, you know, I'm pretty biased at saying it, seeing that, you know, I'm definitely, you know, drank the Kool-Aid of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and I'm, uh, you know, a big practitioner of that art. Been doing it for about five years now, and Very I cool. definitely believe in the in the concepts behind it. But if we can kind of take that idea and move it over into the context of you know self defense, personal defense, especially with a handgun, I personally feel that anybody that takes 
personal defense seriously or the, you know, the defense of themselves or, or their loved ones should have some form. And I'm not saying, you know, it has to be Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, but some form of grappling, whether it be, you know, wrestling, can't catch can, sambo, judo, jiu jitsu, whatever it may be. Or even just, just know boxing, it, for God's sake, you know? Yeah, it, it, exactly. Some, some type of within two arms reach contact art, because if you look at most self-defense close circuits security cameras, most of these fights happen within two arms reach. And I'm not saying that, you know, that is the only distance you should train at, especially as a beginner. Obviously, at a beginner, it's good to train at a um, just outside two arms reach distance because you because you may have that encounter seeing that uh, probability wise is that you're going to be involved with a handgun just outside of two arms reach the average length of a car sedan. But if it isn't, you're going to be within that two arms reach and going for your gun first is not going to be a good decision. Hand to hand combat training. Uh, should be a regular part of your defensive training, not just handgun. You need to throw in yes. some sort of hand-to-hand training as well. Yes, and and and, and I got and sometimes they get a lot of kickback from this, especially from you know the older folk um, within the gun community because you know you know this is wrong or or this is wrong or or this hurts on me and you know I, I can't be wrong on the mat and I completely understand that you know age dictates and you know that's it's an understandable thing but you can always scale it to your needs you know with a with a qualified but criminals aren't age discriminative they don't discriminate True. against them. Absolutely. actually they like older people because they put up less of a fight absolutely and theoretically with a quali- theoretically with a qualified enough instructor you know they'd be able to scale your needs so you'd be able to get the necessary skill set to defend yourself or, or your loved ones you know with those type of grappling skills absolutely and the odds that you're going to get in a hand to hand confrontation far exceed the odds that you're ever going to get into uh, one where you're going to need to use your firearm. Absolutely. And, you know, if you, if you think about it kind of in your day to day life, especially within, you know, um, when I used to, you know, uh, work in the city as a bouncer, people come up to you off the street. And if you think about the distance that, sh- that those people are at, if that person was not a, uh, a benign person and wanted to cause harm to you at those distances, it would not be in your favor. But we kind of take that for granted because when somebody asks you for the time and they're being honest about it, you know, you look down at your watch, tell them the time. But if they really wanted to cause harm to you, you really wouldn't see that coming. Yeah. And that's, and that's something that, that people don't take in consideration is how close we are to other human beings in our day-to-day life. Right. And in New York, there's been a rash of slashing assaults. With knives. And with knives? They, well, they should ban those then. They banned the guns, so I guess they thought... Well, I mean, that obviously worked, didn't it? Just get knives. No. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't sense my sarcasm. It's a yeah, bit. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it was there. But, uh, yeah. you know, that that's another thing. Yeah. The odds that, you know, your assailant's going to be using a gun are a lot lower than them coming in at, at you with a knife as well. Yes, Contact weapons are, are, are extremely common with instances with criminals because obviously whether you're a criminal or not, it's obviously going to cost you some, some change to, to get, you know, a firearm. Obviously, if you're a criminal, probably illegally, you know, it, it's, it's going to cost you a less, 
less, a lot less money to walk into a 7-Eleven, buy, you know, your $5 jackknife and, you know, use that to cause harm possibly to another person or to mug somebody. Pretty much anybody can pick up some type of edge tool and use that in a malicious manner if they, you know, choose to do so. As my good friend and, and mentor, Craig Douglas of ShivWorks always likes to say, instances with with knives or edge weapons is basically a monkey with a screwdriver. So is is he uh, is he out of New Hampshire? Is that where you train? Oh uh, no, uh, uh, Craig is actually out of the South. I think he's out of the Mississippi area, but he trains all over. Trains and he trains. Uh, he teaches classes in in Europe as well as all over the United States. He is uh, he he's somebody that I definitely hold in the highest regards to when it comes to within two arms reach training. Uh, one of his flagship courses is called ECQC or Extreme Close Quarters Concepts. It's basically two and a half days of uh, understanding the criminal paradigm as well as you know uh, a lot of verbalization skills, um, and then you know a lot of ev- evolutions where you put on these things called uh, <laughs> these big foam helmets called fist helmets, which uh, allow you to uh, retain strikes without being knocked out, <laughs> as well as kind of give you a uh, Still What's going to rattle your for? cage, though, isn't it? So, yeah, still going to rattle your cage. And, he, you know, in the ECQC class, he actually uses um, Glock 17Ts, the uh, the trainers that shoot the ammunition rounds. So when you're getting shot, you're definitely going to know it. Yeah. And it's a very eye-opening course for people who take um, self-defense seriously. You know, and it doesn't just have to be his course. I, I highly recommend anybody that takes self-defense seriously to take any form of force-on-force training or any pressure-based training, because that's where you're going to see where your flaws truly lie. Tactical Walls is a family-owned and operated business based in the Shenandoah Valley of Virginia. Our products are proudly manufactured in the United States. Every product is handcrafted using mostly U.S. source materials whenever possible. We make products that are simple to install, are easy to use, and offer discrete storage solutions for every room. Our in-wall concealment covers are a two-part concealment solution. The insert sits recessed in your wall space, flush with your drywall between 16 on-center studs. The cover mounts around the insert to conceal your new storage space, and it's all protected with a seamless magnetic locking system. You can purchase covers and inserts separately for your own needs, or save when you buy a bundle. Tactical wall concealment shelves are designed to mount on your wall for an easily accessible concealed storage option that doesn't require you to cut a hole in your wall. The bottom of the shelf hinges down to allow you access to your stored items with ease. Accessories like LED lighting and extra foam pads allow you to truly customize your shelf to your needs. Tactical Wall's line of concealment furniture offers you a useful piece of furniture for your room, plus the added bonus of built-in concealment storage. If putting something on the wall isn't for you, try out a solid-built piece of our furniture. New to the Tactical Wall's family of concealment solutions, concealment home decor, such as concealment wall clocks, concealment lamps, and even concealment tissue boxes, with more products on the way. So make sure you visit us at tacticalwalls.com and check out all our home concealment solutions. Tactical Walls, the leading innovator in home firearms concealment. Well, let's learn a little more about Ian. Uh, we've got a line of questions that we ask our first-time guest, Ian. Our first question is, how did you originally get involved with firearms? What's your earliest recollection? <laughs> Uh, probably was actually in, uh, in technically, uh, boy scouting, uh, when I was, uh, 
uh, Boy Scout was back actually Boy in Scouts Eagle Scout Boy as Scouts. well. Back when Boy Scouts was Boy Scouts, you know, with the stereotypical, you know, uh, break action 22s, you know, at summer camp, that type of thing. And then, you know, it led into, um, you know, I joined the Marine Corps, did that for about four years within the infantry and, you know, spent some time overseas, got out in uh, 2010, used my uh, GI Bill and uh, got my bachelor's in uh, communications with the concentration journalism and a minor in uh, psychology. And then from there, I kind of pursued the aspect of becoming a trainer. And I, I, I always liked the, I was kind of like the idea of being able to, to, to better someone else, to, to make somebody, you know, uh, a better person, so to speak, and yeah. being able to let them out in the world and, and know that they're, you know, especially, you know, with train with personal defense training, uh, knowing that they're going to be able to ha- handle themselves in a less than desirable situation. So I kind of, so I kind of pursued that and got involved with Rob Pincus of ICE training and ended up uh, become a, a certified and active instructor under the Combat Focus Shooting Program. I've been doing that for about. Uh, I'd say about four, almost five years now. Very cool. Rob is a good personal friend of mine. Absolutely. Rob is a very stand-up individual and, uh, and the, the classes that I actually teach locally here in New Hampshire is, is, uh, you know, under his, his, uh, program of the, uh, common focus shooting program. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a great thing to be able to, you know, bring students out on the range regardless of skill level and, and see them, leave at you know some uh higher level of of competency yeah uh, while i was doing the trainer thing while i was you know still living in massachusetts i also worked for uh, a locally boston-based executive protection firm and um you know a couple of details worked with you know some high in line uh vips and celebrities and worked worked in line with the uh the, with the state department uh, DSS program, as well as, um, stereotypical job in Boston being a bouncer and saw a lot of, uh, a lot of less than desirable situations and unfortunate, lots of violence there as well. So it was definitely an eye-opening experience. So you, you've answered right. the second question. The second question is, uh, do you have any military law enforcement background? And, uh, yes. you said you served in the Marines for four years. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I, I left, uh, for boot camp 10 days after I graduated high school. And, uh, yeah, got out in, uh, 2010, spent some time in Iraq, did not have the opportunity to go to Afghanistan, but spent a lot of time in the, uh, in the Mediterranean area as well, doing a lot of stuff over there. Yeah. Thank you for your service. Appreciate that. Thank you. Is there, you got any cool stories that you can tell us? Any funny stories? Well, I, I mean, there's probably tons, huh? I mean, it's kind of funny looking back on it, but at the time it wasn't funny. But same concept is prevalent in Afghanistan as it is in Iraq. With if you meet with the you know local tribal leaders, whether it be the sheiks or whatever the tribal elders are, you know, it's uh, it's it's frowned upon to not accept you know sitting down having chai tea and you know food with them. So obviously we're out in a secluded area of the AO or area of operations for all the non-military guys out there that we were in. Uh, I, I'd say American forces hadn't been in that region for about five years or so. So we're out there, you know, taking census data, you know, uh, integrating with the locals, doing basic security patrols. And we sit down with, with one of the elders and he offers us food. So obviously we take it. Well, obviously their sanitation over there is a little different than here in America. So our whole platoon actually ended up getting dysentery for about oh, a week and a half. No. 
<laughs> and we were still expected to, you know, still do our, you know, standing posts and doing standard security patrols when people could barely, you know, hold water in their body. So that was fun to deal with. Do you with. think they slipped you a Mickey and did it on purpose? <laughs> I, uh, it, it, it wouldn't surprise me, but yeah, that was Those sneaky uh, bastards. Exactly. Those damn little elders. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. So when it comes to pop culture, whether it's a movie or TV show yeah. or magazine, what is your go-to? Yeah, my go-to is uh, people have a 50 on this, but it's uh, Recoil. Just, you know, good good quality kind of layout. You know, My good, favorite magazine. Good graphics, you know, and obviously people... You know, we'll say you don't ever buy again because you know that whole you know issue they had a couple of years ago with. Oh man, that was that was like it's been squashed. But you know, I know, but people don't let stuff go, man. I mean, you let it you go just, for God's you sake. You should have seen the comments that I got from another video that was done um, during shot with the with you know Troy at the Troy HTC booth because it was Troy. Yeah. And obviously, if you're if you're not you know if you're familiar with the oh yeah. They're hiring. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know. So nonstop comments about that. And just like, dude, they've Let changed the whole infrastructure. Those guys go. are gone. They're not there exactly. anymore. But people just people just won't let it go, man. Yeah. It's like having a freaking tick on your you know. It's, <laughs> it's an issue yeah. when it's there, but once it's gone, it's not an issue anymore. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. How yeah. about you? Oh is, me? Is this a recoil? No, my favorite magazine is Recoil. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, love those yeah. guys. Love Ian. Love Peter Palma. Does a lot of their articles. Do you write articles for them? Do you do anything for them? No, um, a lot of the writing I I do is is for actually the Personal Defense Network. If you're not familiar with them, PDN, absolutely, Rob. PDN, yeah, yeah, I told yeah. you. That. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I've written a few articles for uh, for for them so far. So, do you know Alessandro? I do. Alessandro is a very really good friend of mine. Absolutely. Cool, yeah, and uh, he's he was on the show uh, from Shot Show last year. That's where I met Alessandro. Nice. Uh, and nice. I know that yeah, I, I saw him at Shot. hadn't seen him in a few years. I hadn't seen him since. since was he uh, there this it, year? He was. Yeah, that son of a yeah. didn't come by. Really? <laughs> Dad, he should, should have gone over to the SWAT booth. That's where he always is every year. I, dude, just for me to get out of that room where I record I for two seconds I, is. I know. I hear. You. For me to come down to do that video for you guys was just like. You know, I have to be very selective on the videos that I do. So the fact that I did a video with you, you ought to feel honored. <laughs> I mean, I do. Every day I wake up and I go. Yeah, you wake up in a cold sweat. It's like, thank I, I God, do. left hand. Thank, I'm like, man, Marty really graced me this year, let me tell you. <laughs> it was good, though. I'm, I'm glad that you guys were down there. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was a good time. Yeah, absolutely. And now I find out we got a lot more in common. So yeah, even better. Absolutely. All right. So next question is, if you could have, this is your bucket list, if you could have any firearm or piece of equipment, price be damned, laws be damned, right now, what would you have? Man, there's so many choices. First thing came to your mind, what was it? Probably uh, a PDW. From, yeah, PDW? From Troy. Yeah. From PDW? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I can build Probably. one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you could use that GI Bill and get your uh, gunsmithing certificate, and you could build guns too. I think I use it all up, though. Unfortunately, you think, you use I think it it's all like a up? one-time thing. Yeah, yeah. Bummer. Should should have thought that one out better. Now I really like their new 
butt stock that they've got out. Yeah. What was it called? And you're gonna. Yeah. Well, whatever it is, it's got. They put the cheek um, cover over it. Yeah. So it made it a lot, a lot nicer, a lot better. So yeah. I like the, the fact that they did that. Yeah. The, 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 that was the common complaint. Uh, was that uh, that big gap in between? The, yeah. Absolutely. The yeah. And and they took that feedback and they're like, all right, we got you. We'll we'll fix it. Yeah. And voila. That was that was one of my big inputs to them. Yeah, absolutely. So the PDW, okay. So give me something bigger <laughs> that you would just something like outrageous. What what would you what would you have? Like a minigun or you know something like that. Oh man! Or you know a Hellfire missile or RPG. Uh, um. Or a M1 Abrams. <laughs> Man, why don't I bring it old school? How about a law? There you go. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would be sweet. Yeah. We actually uh, had a guy on the show who was an anti-tank personnel. Really? And he had uh, one of those personal contained units, the launchers. Nice. He had the launcher. Yep. Of course, it was stripped. Nice. It didn't have all the um, the sightings and all that crap on it. But I don't think he was supposed to have had it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what? Let's let's go back to to we were to my to one and only girl when I was in the core, which was the M249 saw. If, if I could have one, that would be the one. The saw, the saw. Yeah, there is nothing better than having a 200 round belt fed can of hate and discontent going downrange. <laughs> No on cyclic doubt. You can ask my girlfriend about that because she shot me with one at Shot Show. Shot you with what? She shot me with a saw. Really? Yeah. Full How auto. Uh, we used um, UTM's man markers. Oh, okay. It's their. I was about to say. Yeah. Be no, no, I didn't get really <laughs> shot. But she. Okay. You would think that she was all the giggling and stuff she was doing. She was shooting me. <laughs> Oh man! I've got a video of it. We posted it uh, on uh, YouTube or on Facebook. And, oh man, definitely uh, check that out. She had a ball. She loved it. Yeah. I was wearing the uh, the vest and, mm-hmm. the, and yeah. the helmet, but I didn't have anything below that, so I was like covering everything with my hands. But uh, she only shot me like I don't know eight or ten rounds. Yeah, there is literally nothing better in this world than you know having a belt-fed machine gun mm-hmm. at a cyclic rate of speed. I don't think I've ever seen a person with a frown on their face when they're holding that trigger down. Oh, man. Letting that I got just, to shoot one. those rounds roar downrange. I got to shoot one last summer. Uh, the guys who sponsored me to go out to SHOT Show, Asymmetric Technologies, he has mm-hmm. uh, he had a machine gun shoot. This was his first one that he had. He's going to since do one every year. He's going to have another one this year. <laughs> but he has... Every kind of full auto gun that you can think of out there for for people to shoot, and he had a saw yeah. out there, and I got to shoot a saw, uh, absolutely phenomenal. I got to shoot the M nineteen nineteen, nice the Browning nineteen nineteen. Yeah, got to shoot that. That was badass. And then I mean, he had all the the Mac tens and the the AKs, and he had an M sixteen full auto, and just I mean, you nice. name it, you name it, they had it out there. He had an RPK. <laughs> Has there been or is there a firearm that you currently own that you're just a little bit of you might be ashamed to admit to owning? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. You didn't have to think long the, on that one. And I've actually been trying to sell it for a while. But <laughs> you can't even get, you can't even give I, it away. <laughs> I, I can't because, you know, people are cheap, but, you know, it's, I haven't put many, many rounds through it and it's, it's whatever, but it's the, uh, the FMP Tactical 45. The FMP Tactical 45? Yeah, it's F- in the FMP. Dark, it's in, Dark Earth one? Yeah. You don't like that no. one? What's wrong with it? I thought those were cool. I've shot one before. If I had, you know, bear mitts, maybe. <laughs> but, I mean, that thing is blocky. Yeah, it is a little blocky. And I'm just not a fan of double-action, single-action triggers, so. Yeah. I would but, I mean, I bought that. People would be I jumping all over that. Yeah, but, you know, it come, uh, it's not just the gun. I, I, I have, like, you got that you whole know, kit. boar, snake, holster, you know, ball, and self-defense ammo for it. So, you know, I tell them the price. Oh, I, uh, you got the RMR on it, too? I, I actually don't know. It's uh, it, it's actually a California-compliant one, too, so it's so it's only 10-round magazines oh, instead of 15. There you go. Well, there's your problem. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then no one wants to pay. You know, like was like twenty, thirty bucks for their magazines, whatever it is. Some ridiculous. Yeah, no doubt. All right. So if you could spend the day at the range with anyone, be it actual real person or fictional character or a group of people, who would you like to spend the day at the range with? Wyatt Earp. Wyatt Earp. Nice. Now the Kevin Costner Wyatt Earp or the Kurt Russell Wyatt Earp. <laughs> Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell? Yeah. I gotta say, he was probably my favorite one, too. Yeah, I didn't like the Kevin Costner one. I I liked it in a different way. I still, I like both those movies, and they both came out about the same time, didn't they? Yeah, it was weird. It was weird. It's like, they were trying to, like, each of them stole one of the other ones, stole the other idea, and they were trying to be first to to the Yeah, exactly. something. Something like that. But uh, Doc Holliday, which was your favorite Doc Holliday? Oh, Val Kilmer. That's Val, an easy one. Yeah, no doubt. No he, doubt. He nailed it. Yeah. Even though I do like, um, oh, what was the other guy? Um, He's obviously not good enough. He can't even remember his name. No, I'm thinking of his brother uh, who was in Christmas Vacation. Uh, <laughs> uh, Cousin Eddie. You know Cousin Eddie? Oh, yeah. yeah. Him and that guy that played what are brothers. I can't even think of their damn names now. But anyway, yeah, Val Kilmer, hands down. Yeah, hands down. Cool. All right, so now, and we're going to get into our trivia. But uh, we still have one hanging, and it's back when we did episode 139 with Multicam. And you guys, I'm not going to tell you what it is here, because I want you to go back and listen to the episode. So you got to go listen to episode 139 and get... What the trivia question is, and obviously you know it's going to be related to a video or something that they've done, and you're going to have to go to their Facebook page, you're going to have to like their Facebook page, you're going to have to like the post, and you're going to have to post on there the answer, and Leadhead was here. So go listen to episode 139, find out what you got to do to win that kick-ass multicam prize package that uh, Ernesto put together. And he sent me a little teaser picture with some of the stuff in it, so I'm going to post that on Instagram and Facebook. Way before probably you hear this show, so <laughs> you you probably have already seen it. So uh, go check that out. This week, Ian with High Threat Concealment has a new trivia question for you, ladies and germs. All right. So the question I got for you, ladies and gentlemen out there, is where was High Threat Concealment born out of? 
Again, that's where HTC was born out of. Where did they originate? The yes. And you can find this on our uh, uh, website. I'm not going to say exactly where. I'm pretty sure any uh should be any pretty, kind of, pretty easy. You yeah. probably got an about tab, and it's. <laughs> there you go. Well, I wasn't going to say it. Jeez, you know, my mind is all handed to them. It's pretty standard. Most people have yeah. an about. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you can go and check that out at highthreatconcealment.com. You can go on there and check that out. And then and, what are they going to do? And uh, once you you uh, got that answer ready to go, we ask you to go to our Facebook page again called High Threat Concealment. Go ahead and like our page, and then you're going to. Um, Scroll down if it hasn't been pinned already at the top. Our new video of our battle belt, the one that we collaborated with uh, High Speed Gear with. Go ahead and like that video, and then you can just leave your answer in the comment section there. And say Leadhead was here. There you go, and say Leadhead was here. All right, and uh, we'll give them a couple of weeks to do that. We typically give you know two, three shows in between for them to to have time. Because the way podcasts, pad, podcasts work, you know, people kind of download them and listen at their leisure. They'll yeah. download five or, you know, six and then listen to them. They'll binge. They'll binge listen. Once we get the winner there, you guys are uh, going to be able to uh, pick out a inside or outside the waistband pistol holster of your choice for whatever gun that you guys carry or would like a holster for. It's it will not, unfortunately, be with a light, so just non-light uh, inside the waist, inside so or outside the, gun, the waistband holster. Just the gun holster, okay. Just the gun holster and uh, a belt of your choice, which whichever one of our belts that uh, that you're looking to. Wait a minute, and a belt. Hold your up with it. Yep, Holy and a belt. Holy crap! That a is belt awesome. That is awesome, Leadheads. Y'all got to jump on this. That is sweet. Yep. So go ahead and uh, put those answers, you know, in, in the uh, comment section there. And once we round them all up, we'll uh, we'll pick a winner and uh, we'll contact you from there. Very cool. Very cool. So go to their website, find out how uh, high threats concealment came to be, where it, where it was born, where it came to you be. Got it. And then go to their Facebook page and like their Facebook page. Go to that post with the video with uh, High Speed Gear and High Threat Concealment, their new what is it called? The Slimline? Yeah, it's our uh, it's it's our low profile battle belt. Low, low, okay, the low profile battle belt video and they're going to pin that to the top make it easy for you guys. I mean we spoon, spoon feed you here. So there's no reason for you know everybody, all 10 listeners not to take <laughs> part in this. Exactly. <laughs> Very cool, and I may come up with an alias and take part myself on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Make a fake Facebook page? Yeah, absolutely. It'd be worth it for that. That's awesome. Very cool. Thank you for putting that up. That's great, man. No problem, man. All right, Leadhead. So the prizes have been getting really good here lately, so I want to I want to see every one of you boys, men, and women, dogs, whoever listens, take part. And uh, show these guys, show these people that are putting these prizes up, these companies, that the Leadhead Nation is out there and in force. Rock on. Ian, how can people get more information about high threat concealment? I know you guys are all over social media and you've got your website. Are you guys on YouTube also? Uh, we are on YouTube, yep. Uh, we actually uh, obviously have a Facebook page. We also have an Instagram under high threat concealment. 
same goes for with the uh, Twitter there. And if you actually want to, you know, come and check us out before next SHOT Show, we're actually going to be at uh, the NRA convention coming up in May. As in well Louisville. At, in Louisville, you got it. I we'll will be, be there. You you will be there. All right. We are going to be with Tactical Walls. They're, they're going to be with us here. If you're not familiar with Tactical Walls, you're wrong and you should fix yourself. Uh, no, they're uh, very familiar with Tactical Walls. They're one of our sponsors. Good. good. Perfect. Uh, well, they're going to be with us there. And uh, if you can't catch us there, we're actually also going to be at Sofic or Sofix um, down in, I think, pretty sure it's Florida around the same time frame. Is that open to the public? Um, I am not too sure about the specifics with that. I don't think um, it is, but we got a lot of law enforcement military guys. Yeah, to the show too. absolutely. For, for, for all the law enforcement and military guys that aren't going to the NRA convention, we, we are going to be at SOFIC as well. So you can check us out there. And you guys on the Instagrams and the Twitters and all that? Yeah. Just high threat concealment, simple as that. And then the same goes for, for our website. It's going to be high threat concealment.com. And on there, you're going to see all of our, uh, new products that we, uh, you know, uh, released this year at shot and all of our inside the waistband, outside the waistband line, all that good stuff. Now, do you guys do any custom work for people? We actually, yeah, we actually do do a lot of custom work as well. Uh, we do try to carry as many, you know, different type of pistol pistols as, as possible but if you uh if you don't see one there uh please feel free to to hit us up on the email and we will uh, get you squared away and get you a good you know custom fitted holster for you yeah but you got like you said you guys do other things you do magazines you do uh, oh yeah i'm knives sorry yep. And, absolutely yep yep um, we do uh we do uh magazine holsters uh we do a blow kit for your for your medical stuff as well as uh handcuff pouches and uh we even actually do uh uh, you know, it's pretty specific <laughs> for most people, but we actually even make uh, uh, magazine holsters for the uh, for the MP7 SR25s, and we actually just it is pretty specific, and we actually just uh, started making them for the AK line as well, which was really difficult to do because it's pretty much a one size fits all for all of our AR right. um, pistol and um, our AK. So to to finally find a mold that will work for most AK variants is pretty difficult, but we did kind of square that away, and cool. those are going to be available on there as well. Very cool. And if they want to get in touch with you about customer, they just go to your website and send you an yep. email or something? Yep. Just go ahead and you know go to our contact us, and it's all self-explanatory there. Hit us up, and we'll uh, get you squared away with, uh, with a good holster there. Very cool. cool. Well, Ian, I greatly appreciate you taking the time and being on today. I've been wanting to have this interview for a while and learn more about you guys and uh you in particular man uh wanted to get to know you better too just Absolutely. had that brief meeting there at uh, shot show really enjoyed that appreciate appreciate the video and appreciate you coming on being on the show well thanks man i really appreciate it you know like i said i've been a listener of uh you guys for a long time and i'm glad that we met up at shot there got that video rolling and uh for you to invite me on the show it's a real honor so thanks again appreciate it and we would like to thank all of our sponsors uh, nordic components Check them out at nordiccomp.com. And, uh, of course, we just mentioned Tactical Walls. Good buddies over there. Uh, you've been watching the Rob Boss videos. Have you been checking those out? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> I, got to, I got to do one with Rob Boss at SHOT Show. Yeah. Uh, it's soon to be released. It hasn't been released yet. So nice. We'll be on the lookout for that. But, but check them out at tacticalwalls.com. And our new sponsor, X Steel Targets. X Steel Targets. AR500 Steel Targets. They do all kinds of different sizes and shapes and configurations for those. 
Uh, they've got the shooting trees. They've got the spinners. They've got the gongs, all kinds of different sizes, and they can custom make them for you. So if you want a, you know, a full-size bore uh, AR-500 plate, they can make one for you. So get in touch with those guys at xsteeltargets.com. And our newest sponsor that just signed up, Cobalt Kinetics. They make that cool AR with, with some of the thinking outside the box features. They've got the automatic magazine drop on that. They've got the... Uh, I think it's the Evolve that's got the dual um, bolt assist. So it's ambi on the bolt, uh, bolt assist. The very cool designs are very futuristic, kind of reminds you of something maybe from uh, Blade Runner or the Thundercatch or something like that. But they're B-A-M-F, and it's not what you think that it stands for. That stands for Billeted Aluminum Modern Rifle, but it also could stand for the other. Because they are really bad ass, no doubt. So check them out, Cobalt Kinetics, and welcome them in as a sponsor of the Talking Lead Show. Go to their Facebook page and say, welcome in, Leadhead was here, something along those lines. Let them know you found them and appreciate them sponsoring the show. Also, I'd like to thank the Sonora Desert Institute, SDI. Check them out at the uh, sdi.edu. And uh, as always, make sure that you guys check in with the Sheepdog Impact Assistance Group, sheepdogia.org. They've got uh, a thing going on right now to where they're trying to send some sheepdogs in need to an adventure at Yosemite Park. I think Yosemite Park's having some sort of big uh, anniversary this year, and uh, they're setting up a big uh, Yosemite Park adventure, a hiking, touring the park thing that they're going to be sending some lucky sheepdogs. So go there, sheepdogie.org, and see how you can take part and maybe sponsor one of those guys to, to go to Yosemite. That'd be very cool. Our friends over at Mission 22, that is the Veteran Suicide Awareness Organization. Uh, Magnus Johnson, he was on the show during SHOT Show, so you guys got to learn more in depth about Magnus and how that all came to be. Uh, great organization. So check them out. Go to mission22.com and buy their T-shirts, their hats, and help support that organization. 22 veterans a day commit suicide, and that's unacceptable. So we've got to make sure that something gets done about that. Mission22.com. Check them out. Ian, again, thank you so much for being on the show. And as always, leadheads, keep your loved ones close. And your gear concealed.